Hey, Roy, thanks so much for meeting up with me here today in Phoenix, dude. Hey, Alberto, welcome, man. Welcome to Phoenix, Arizona. I'm excited to be here. I've got to be honest with you. I've never been to Arizona. I've heard so many great things about it, man. What are we going to do today? Well, it's a fantastic spot, Alberto. I'll tell you, we're going to take a trip out to the desert. Oh, cool. Because no trip to Arizona would be complete without a trip to the desert. We're going to see some real cacti. Now it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be it's gonna be real hot. So I hope you're ready to take the heat, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'll bring some water with me just to stay hydrated. Definitely. All right, brother. Well, if you're ready, let's get going. Are you guys ready? Let's discover Phoenix, Arizona. Greetings, amigo. Well, we finally made it to Phoenix. I've always wanted to visit Arizona and its deserts. There's something mystical about them. We're heading to the famous Desert Botanical Garden to see if we can capture some of that mysticism. In the 30s, a small group of passionate local citizens wanted to conserve the desert, so they started a campaign called Save the Desert. It worked. They all pitched in and created one of the most beautiful deserts in the world. Later, I'll post some shots. El verbo to make, además de hacer, tiene muchos usos en inglés. Una variante muy común es to make it to más un sitio, a place, que quiere decir acudir o llegar a un sitio. Unos ejemplos en uso. ¿Puedes venir a mi fiesta? Can you make it to my party? No, no puedo ir. No, I can't make it. Nunca vas a nada. Eres un agua fiestas. You never make it anywhere. You're a party pooper. Phoenix se pronuncia Phoenix en inglés, tanto para decir la ciudad como el pájaro mítico que resurge de las cenizas. Cuidado con la palabra desierto. Desert se pronuncia desert. No te líes con dessert, postre, que se pronuncia dessert. Y a la hora de escribirla, acuérdate de que dessert lleva dos S, porque siempre nos apetece no uno, sino dos postres. Al menos si eres tan goloso como yo. Fact or Fiction There is no daylight saving time in Phoenix. This is a fact. They don't change their clocks in Arizona or in Hawaii. So I guess the time on Arizonans' car radio clocks is always right. Plus, they don't have to remember the expression we were taught back in school. Spring forward, fall back. Spring forward, fall back es un juego de palabras que usaron nuestros profes y padres para que nos acordáramos de que había que adelantar o atrasar la hora. Fíjate en los dobles sentidos de estas dos palabras. Spring es primavera, pero también es brincar, mientras que fall significa otoño y también caerse. Entonces la frase puede decir brinca hacia adelante, cae hacia atrás, 
o primavera hacia adelante, otoño hacia atrás. This is history. The Hoover Dam, or as it was initially called, Boulder Dam, on the border between Arizona and Nevada, was built during the Great Depression. The dam was controversially named in honor of President Herbert Hoover, who had actually nothing to do with it. Nevertheless, it's quite impressive. Damn! This dam is damn big! Maldita sea! Esta presa es de lo más grande! On the border es en la frontera, cuando hablamos de geografía. Empleamos la palabra frontier para decir frontera en el sentido histórico o del espacio. Por ejemplo, space is the final frontier. El espacio es la última frontera. I hope this book brings your English to new frontiers. Espero que este libro lleve tu inglés a nuevas fronteras. Fun facts. London Bridge has come to be one of the biggest tourist attractions in Arizona, right after the Grand Canyon. Yes, you heard me right. London Bridge in Arizona. Um, what? I thought you'd never ask. In the 60s, London Bridge in London was in disrepair. It couldn't handle the increasing traffic, and it needed to be replaced. But instead of tearing it down, they sold it. Enter the buyer, Robert P. McCullough, a man who wanted to attract attention to Lake Havasu, a new lake community in Arizona. He paid $2.5 million for the bridge in 1968 and brought it piece by piece to Lake Havasu. It would have been a giveaway if he hadn't spent $7 million on shipping costs. Not to mention, he thought he was getting the iconic Tower Bridge instead. There's a sucker born every minute. Cada minuto nace un tonto nuevo. Tear es una palabra con dos significados. El primero es romper o rascar. Y en este caso se pronuncia como aire, pero con una T delante. Air, tear. El otro es lágrima. Y su pronunciación es tear. No te estreses porque por el contexto vas a saber a cuál se refiere. So don't break into tears. Así que no te pongas a llorar. <risa> Hubiera y hubiese es confuso incluso en español. En inglés es would have más participio. Por ejemplo, I would have gone, I would have played, o I would have eaten. Al contraer would y have... Would have. Have suena como of. I would have gone. Vamos a practicar con más ejemplos del pasado condicional, o como lo llamo yo, el tiempo verbal del arrepentimiento. En voz alta, si no, no vale. Habría ido si me hubieras informado. I would have gone if you'd informed me. Lo habrías visto si hubieras prestado atención. You would have seen it if you'd paid attention. Habría sido más difícil si no me hubieras ayudado. It would have been harder if you hadn't helped me. Mm, 
Dig in. The first McDonald's franchise ever sold by the McDonald's brothers was to a Phoenix entrepreneur. In 1952, Neil Fox paid $1,000 for the rights to open a McDonald's-style restaurant. His hamburger stand opened in 1953 in Phoenix. It was the first location to have the now internationally known Golden Arches. They were initially twice the height of the building. I don't know about you, but I think it's a cool story. I'm loving it. En mi país pronunciamos el nombre de esta cadena de fast food bastante diferente de los españoles, ya que decimos McDonald's. Veamos más ejemplos de marcas mal pronunciadas. Colgate, Reebok, Waze, Hyundai, Dove, Marlboro. La palabra height significa altura. Y high es alto. Unos ejemplos. ¿Qué altura tiene ese edificio? What's the height of that building? How tall is that building? La montaña es muy alta. The mountain's very high. ¿Cuál es el requisito mínimo de altura? What's a height requirement? I'm loving it es el eslogan de McDonald's. Sí. Pero es gramaticalmente incorrecto, porque se supone que to love no se puede usar en un tiempo verbal continuo. Este tiempo verbal está reservado solamente para verbos que indican que algo está pasando en un momento dado, bla, 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 bla. No te líes con tanta gramática. Al final, ningún nativo ha aprendido a hablar inglés con un libro. Ya sabíamos hablar cuando empezamos a estudiar gramática en el colegio. Hablando de lemas, el mío es... Get out of your head and get into the conversation. Sal de tu cabeza y entra en la conversación. Local Lingo. Have you ever heard the word haboob? If you live in Phoenix, you have... So what exactly is a haboob? It's the largest and most dangerous type of wind, dust, and sandstorm. It can last up to three hours. Phoenix has an average of three haboobs every year during the months of June through September. Aunque se escriba igual, W-I-N-D, W-I-N-D, tiene dos pronunciaciones. Wind, que es viento, y wind, que significa enrollar, envolver o dar cuerda. A ver si sabes pronunciar esta frase. When there's a lot of wind, I wind my watch. Cuando hay mucho viento, le doy cuerda a mi reloj. El verbo to last significa durar. Vamos a ver unos ejemplos. ¿Cuánto dura un partido de fútbol? How long does a soccer game last? Un partido de fútbol dura 90 minutos. A soccer game lasts 90 minutes. ¿Cuánto duró el último partido? How long did the last soccer game last? Average significa promedio, media o corriente. No se pronuncia average, sino average y rima con bridge. 
It's an average bridge. Es un puente cualquiera. Famous Phoenicians. My favorite Phoenician is Linda Carter. She was crowned Miss World America in 1972. But more importantly, she was the star of the TV series about the superheroine Wonder Woman, which aired from 1975 to 1979. Even though I watched reruns and she was much older than me, I had a crush on her. But she never loved me back. You can imagine how crushed I was. By the way, I hope you watch all your favorite series in English. I'm serious. Me suelen decir, I love to watch serious. Are you serious? ¿Estás hablando en serio? ¿Sigues pronunciando series igual que serious? You can't be serious. No puedes ir en serio. Series se pronuncia series. Mientras que serious... Se pronuncia serious. It's a serious series. Es una serie bastante seria. Wonder significa maravilla, como en Seven Wonders of the World, Las Siete Maravillas del Mundo, o Alice in Wonderland, Alicia en el País de las Maravillas. Y el verbo to wonder es preguntarse. Pero no lo confundas con to wander, que es deambular. I wonder if you'll pronounce this sentence right. Me pregunto si pronunciarás esta frase correctamente. I wonder if he likes to wander. Me pregunto si le gusta deambular. <coughs> hello? Hello? Testing? Testing one, two, three. Music to my ears. I'm not really big on Eurovision, but I'm sure you all know Conchita Wurst. Well, she's from Phoenix. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I'm jealous of her beard. And if you still need help with the pronunciation of Phoenix, just listen to her Eurovision winning song, Rise Like a Phoenix, on repeat. Come on, you know you want to. Vamos, sabes que quieres. A ver, ¿cómo pronuncias la palabra barba? Beard en inglés. Sabes pronunciar cerveza, ¿no? Beer. Hasta usáis la palabra birra. Pues ahora solo tienes que añadir una D al final. Y, voilà, tenemos beard. Piensa que si bebes rápido, tendrás beer en tu beard. Eso sí, la palabra beard también tiene otro sentido en inglés. A ver cómo te lo explico. Se es un beard cuando una persona homosexual lleva a otra persona del sexo opuesto a un evento para ocultar su preferencia sexual. No creo que haya una palabra para este concepto en español, ¿verdad? What the f facts. The village of Supai, which is located at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, is the only place in the U.S. where mail is delivered by mule. This village is so remote, it's only accessible by helicopter, on foot, or, you guessed it, by mule. Como en español, usamos la palabra mule como mula, para la droga. Por ejemplo, he was a mule for the cartel. 
él fue una mula para el cártel. Cuidado, la palabra cártel se pronuncia cartel en inglés y no cártel como en español. Tell me the movie. And action. One of my favorite movies ever is Raising Arizona. It's probably the only Nicolas Cage movie I like. The Arizona quintuplets in the movie were played by 15 different babies due to child labor laws. One of the babies was fired during filming when he learned how to walk. The mother was so upset that she put her baby's shoes on backwards to prevent him from walking. Raising Arizona, el título original, significa literalmente armándola en Arizona y proviene de la expresión raising hell, armando un follón. Por ejemplo, he was always raising hell as a teenager. Él siempre armaba follones cuando era adolescente. Pero también tiene otro significado. To raise es criar. Y como los niños se apellidan Arizona, también es criando a los Arizona. Aprendemos mucho cuando conocemos los títulos originales de las películas. Due to significa debido a y se pronuncia due to. Practícalo hasta que lo digas en una sola palabra. También podemos decir on account of, pero es un poco más formal. Practica las dos formas en la misma frase. We didn't go due to the rain. We didn't go on account of the rain. No fuimos debido a la lluvia. Good, good, sports. Phoenix has many sports teams, but in spring, 50% of the Major League Baseball teams, which comes down to 15 teams, have their spring training here. I know you think baseball is a bit boring, but we can learn some great expressions from it. Asegúrate de que lo has pensado bien. Make sure you cover your bases. Lo hiciste genial. You really hit it out of the park. Espabila, estás perdidísimo. Wake up. You're out in left field. Soy el próximo. I'm on deck. A la tercera estás fuera. Three strikes and you're out. Cuidado, en inglés decimos 50% sin el artículo the, en lugar de, como se dice en español, el 50%. Por cierto, percent no se pronuncia percent, sino Percent. La mejor forma de practicar los porcentajes es mirando estadísticas interesantes. ¿Y sabes qué? El 100% de la gente está de acuerdo. 100% of the people agree. In good company. Back in the day... Up until World War II, Phoenix was known for the five C's. Cotton, cattle, citrus, climate, and copper. Now they have many other industries. 
One of the largest companies from here is PetSmart, a giant pet shop with more than 1,350 stores. Here's a joke for you. Let's see if you get it. All right, I got a little joke for you. All right, go ahead, shoot. What animal wears a coat all winter and pants in the summer? A coat? I don't know. A dog. Oh, I get it. Uh, a coat <laughs> and pants. Okay. Pants in the summer. <laughs> Great joke. Hay que entender los dobles sentidos de coat, abrigo o pelaje, y pants, pantalones o jadear. Let's take a look at some pet expressions. Es un pelota en clase. He's the teacher's pet. No acaricies a mi mascota. Don't pet my pet. La mala educación es lo que menos soporto. Rudeness is my pet peeve. All right, Alberto, I hope you're ready to really take the heat, because we're going to go out in the desert now. Oh, man, I, I was hoping you would say dessert, but no, you said desert. Oh, man, all right, well, I'm ready. Let's, uh, let's trek out into the desert. All right, hope you got your sunscreen on, because it's going to be hot out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I put a double layer on. All right, let's go. Let's go. Me pinché el dedo con un cactus. I pricked my finger on a cactus. ¿Cuántos tipos de cactus hay? How many kinds of cacti are there? Hay dos mil tipos de cactus. There are two thousand different kinds of cacti. ¿Con qué frecuencia hay que regarlos? How often do you have to water them? Casi nunca tienes que regarlos. You hardly ever have to water them. ¿Has visto alguna vez arenas movedizas? Have you ever seen quicksand? Tenemos sed. ¿Dónde está el pozo más cercano? We're thirsty. Where's the nearest well? Tengo sed no es I have thirsty, sino I'm thirsty. Parece fácil, pero este error suele salir en el top ten de errores comunes. Lo mismo te digo con hambriento. No es I have hungry, sino I'm hungry. Wow, what an amazing time I had in Phoenix. Thanks so much, Roy. I really appreciate you taking the time to show me around. My pleasure, Alberto. I'll tell you, I hope it wasn't too hot for you out there. Well, it was okay, but uh, you know the expression. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the desert, or is it the kitchen? The, the kitchen, <laughs> but I think it works in both cases. Thanks for coming, man. And remember, you're welcome here in Phoenix anytime. Thank you so much, Roy. Ciao. Ciao.